What's up, good folks? We are back here at the Big O Bell Podcast. This is going to be episode 267. Um, here's your host, Two James, here, and I'm good here with uh, Jamal and Will. Fellas, how you guys doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. Um, a lot better than Corey Graves is doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Corey Graves is going to be surfing the couch, folks, in case you don't know. If you're not sure, check out Carmela's uh, Instagram Live. Because <laughs> someone, if you haven't seen someone put their foot in their mouth, like in a very severe, cringeworthy way in a while, Corey Graves will do that for you. And you'll feel for uh, Carmela if you never have before. But how's it going, folks? <laughs> Another really week weird. here on the Big Old Belt Podcast. <laughs> it's really weird to me because you think like somebody who's just... Uh you know, employed as a talker, they would absolutely not have taught themselves in and out of everything. And the only thing he did was talk himself into a nice one-way ticket to the couch because um, <laughs> whatever analogy that he was going for, he, he didn't have me in the beginning. He sure as hell didn't have me by the end of that. So, But, uh, you know, that Instagram live and just live period does take a, a, a certain amount of skill that a lot of people just don't possess. Carla obviously does because she segued the hell out of it. But yeah, that that yeah, you definitely want to kind of check that out because that that was pretty uh, comical for what it is. Uh, but what's not comical is this week of wrestling because God knows there was not much going on this week as far as uh, the nitty gritty and 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 things that got everybody all upset and got the dirt sheets popping. Uh, but we'll we'll go over a few things that did stand out to us this week um, for this episode. Keep it short and sweet because it's, again, it's not a lot going on. Uh, we still do have a lot of stuff coming down our pipeline. We do apologize for the delay. Uh, we have tons of content right now uh, still popping out on the YouTube channel. The review of Dark Side of the Ring was there. We can quickly talk about that um, for this episode. But, um, yeah, tons of stuff are still on there. Um, and, you know, we'll we'll keep pushing out this podcast material. But as, as, as I said, that, um, you know, we do have some things coming down the pipeline uh, for the podcast for just a little delay and it's totally my apologies not my crew but just me and we will make sure that we um we get that all squared away damien just joined damien salty g how's, how's it going today what's up everybody good to be here nice to, nice to have you join um damien coming in with that hot tag at the perfect time because we literally <laughs> just getting started i'm gonna save myself the trouble of writing that in the chat <laughs> beautiful beautiful <laughs> But um yeah so okay so first off again like I I'm, I'm gonna be honest when it comes when it comes down to WWE there just wasn't anything that was going on uh for for me personally this week I think we all kind of talked about it the show was what it was there's minor news issues that come about um but like nothing really noteworthy but I will say going into Tuesday um Impact Wrestling did have their Rebellion show which was originally going to be a pay per view. Um, but they actually released it free in a two-part, two-bit for one night. Yeah, tr- tell me if you heard that before. <laughs> uh, event on Access TV. So part one uh, was this week with five matches, and then part two will be next week. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing it up because it overall it was a it was a it was a quality um, it was a quality first half of the pay per view. Um, I got I got to say this, and I kind of said this in my review about that as well too. You know. And you guys tell me if I'm just like drastically wrong about this, but Willie Mack is criminally underrated. You're not I just, wrong. I just <laughs> do no. not hear his name, his this guy's name in the conversations that needs mm-hmm. to be. That, and it's that, been that way for years. Yeah. yeah. Years now. That him and Ace Austin's match is something you guys need to check out. Kiara Hogan and Kylie Ray match was amazing. 
Um, we'll talk about the main event for the first night, but nonetheless, just Willie Mack, who's the new X Division champion now, um, and I'm, I'm I'm loving what they're doing with him and uh, Rich Swan and just that whole um, dynamic with you know Swan being hurt, uh, but ultimately still being his mouthpiece, still being his best friend. Um, you know, you know WWE like to do a lot of that best friend stuff, but this is actually convincing. Actually, it's legitimately true too. So it's just organically. Right. They actually hurt. are friends in real life. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Will- Willie Mack is just criminally underrated. That's a match that I say you guys definitely go out the way to go watch him versus Ace Austin. If you, you know, m- maybe you're not big on Impact, uh, to each his own. That's a solid quality wrestling match in and out, period. Um, and then Kylie Ray was a big signing for Impact, made her, uh, I would say, debut or pay per view debut, shall I say. Uh, against Kier Hogan, which I was really impressed by how quickly they inserted her into the roster with a storyline, with purpose, and a match that just made sense and it worked out good. So, um, good for her, good for the match. Kiera Kier absolutely was amazing as well, too. You know, Kylie picked up the win, which you would assume since, you know, her first match um, in doing so, uh, or first officially signed match. There, there we go. So, uh, but the big thing I want to talk about, unless you guys have anything you want to add to that, is that. Um, as we've seen and we, we we talked about right now, especially right now with the pandemic, we know everybody is suffering from this from the business standpoint, specifically in wrestling, uh, without having a crowd, without ha- being able to channel the energy from the crowd, without having to work towards the crowd, all that other good stuff. The one thing Impact is doing different is that they are they're they're, they're legitimately addressing the fact that there's something going on in the world instead of just completely just being nonchalant as if nothing's happening. And some sorceries happening while there's no cr- people in the crowd. Um, so the realism in the storylines makes sense. I mean, um, what's his name? Why, why is it? Uh, Michael Elgin cut one hell of a promo. Uh, probably one, probably my favorite promo of Impact this year. And he was <laughs> he was talking about because Tessa Blanchard was unable to defend her uh, her championship. Because she's stuck in Mexico, and Elgin, Elgin was like, "Yeah, but you're an American citizen, so how the hell are you stuck in Mexico?" And you know, just this little stuff like that. The North, you know, are in, uh, you know, they're they're residents of of Canada, and they're just like, "Yeah, we're home where we want to be. We're stuck here across the border, so we can't be at the bare view. So we'll just defend it against the people that's here." And I, you know, I like how they, you know, they're they're working towards the storyline instead of just completely washing it as if like nothing is, you know. Is 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 uh is 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 really significant as to why certain things are happening where are, so that's pretty cool. But the the big thing, like I wanted to get at, was that the main event was Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock, which was a two part match, uh, as an unsanctioned match. Um, and uh, the the beginning of the match started in the ring and ultimately ended backstage. And when it went backstage, it went to a full out production. Um, and the good thing about that is, you know, we kind of talked about a little bit before, is that you know Ken Shamrock. God don't wiki his age, but we all, we all know he's old as molasses. And <laughs> if you want to protect your older talent, uh, you know, I think this is a good way to put out a good quality match. Sammy Callahan. Now, if you guys do not know, you definitely want to like I, I truly recommend watching his documentary on um, on YouTube that they did with him. And outside of him just being a wrestler. The guy, when it comes down to uh, cinematography and mm-hmm. just his creative narrative with with visuals and just uh, and and graphics and stuff like that, a lot of what Impact is doing has a lot to do with the direction that he's he's pitching. He doesn't get the credit for it, you know. Everyone likes to give people like you know the big names, Matt Hardy and such, 
that be able to do it. And that's fine. The Bucks as well. But Sammy Callahan is single-handedly creating magic on impact and also not really getting attention for it. The, the way how he conducted that match, because you can obviously tell his fingerprints is over it, uh, with Shamrock. Really makes Shamrock look Shamrock of of, of of the old of, of younger age, shall I say? Um, and they put together a really good, um, a really good quality match that just made both of them look pretty good. The other good thing I want to say about Sammy Callahan, and I'll stop ranting, is that how the hell does a guy like Sammy Callahan completely change his gimmick, strikes gold again, and gave up a gimmick, a gimmick that was still hot? Like that typically doesn't happen. People typically don't go gimmick to gimmick. And they both successful, successfully work and resonate with the crowd well. The guy's really, he's really doing some good things over there. Um, so I was impressed by Rebellion. I was going to, I think Damien was going to be attended too. We both, I believe we were going to uh, right. attend this show. We were both show. supposed to go to that, yeah. Yeah, um, and obviously not because of reasons. But, um, you know, for what it's worth, I, I really think that that's definitely my, um, my, my, my endorsement for people to definitely go check out part one. And let me know what you think. Um, so, Rebellion by Impact, pretty good. Also, too, I, I forgot about this. Um, uh, Madison Rain and Josh Matthews on commentary is the team that no one, again, is not talking about that might be the best commentary team right now on TV. It's, it's just pure magic. We know that they're married, and maybe that has a lot to do. So with- they're the opposite of Carmella and Graves is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are ve- They are very much on the same page. They, I'm pretty sure the two of them will be sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> but, man, they, they play off each other so good. Um, and, and, you know, once she decides to hang it up, well... I know exactly where she can have a seat at because uh, she has a long career ahead of her to keep calling matches in the, in, the, in the way she did. Very, very entertaining. Now all that extra, you know, hoopla that a lot of people like to do. Kept it, you know, played to each other good and 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 called the match and, you know, gave enough narrative that didn't overpower the the um the whole production. So that's my that's my 10 cents about that. Uh, any, y'all got anything y'all want to have that? I don't know if you guys seen it or not, but anything, questions or anything about that? No, I've, I've not seen it at all, so no. Yeah, yeah I, think, I might. Go ahead, Will. You've said enough that you might have my attention to maybe check it out this weekend what? and see what's going on at Impact since I don't have access to access to check it out. So I'd definitely be down with like giving it a look see because Lord knows we are starved for. Uh, different wrestling right now there's only yeah. so many options for new content so it might this might be actually a good time to uh give a little taste to uh what is happening down with impact yeah I, again like i said in the beginning i feel like we're going to get day in and day out with the same stuff with all the other promotions um mm-hmm. why not try something new but yeah you know to each his own for sure and um you know Especially right now, with all this time being isolated, <laughs> got a lot of time to be checking out different things and a uh, different variety of styles and so forth. So I'd like to go back and what you said about the impact talent. Now, you and I, you know, we covered the the hard to kill event back in January. So we got to cover a lot of the talent in terms of what they want to do, where they are, where they're headed. So when you mentioned Willie Mack, I have been beating that drum for God knows how many years that he has been one of the most underrated in the country, not even in impact. Uh, we saw that match with him by himself against the North, 
mm-hmm. for the tag team championships. We saw the building shake literally for some of the stuff he was doing and popping for the thought of him potentially pulling off the upset of a one-on-two handicap match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if memory serves me correct, and maybe I'm wrong on this, didn't he once hold an NWA title briefly? That's right. Yeah, he had he had the uh, the, North the American red one title. Yep. Yeah. North American. Right. Yeah. So so he's been on the radar. It's oh, just yeah. a, uh, what's, what I don't understand is why more people aren't discussing him. Is it more because he's an impact or is it something else? Mm, I, yeah. th- I think right now it's mostly because of impact. Just as impact is so far off so many people's radar as far as like availability and being able to see it. But yeah, I mean, cause even before that, okay, he made that that's pass through Lucha underground. Yeah. He did the pass through the NWA. It's like, he's been to tons of places and it's always one of those things. It's like, it never seems to pan out to go to that next level. It's always like, Oh, Willie Max here. Cool. And it's like, he gets some momentum and then it just never breaks through to that next thing. And maybe that'll change now. But I think the biggest problem with impact is just, there's so many people including myself, who just, the weekly show, just, it ain't on my darn TV. Right. Well, so I know, can't see it. When you, you know? talk about it, we talk about availability, Twitch is there for everybody <laughs> and free. So it, it's just a matter of, like, regularity. And a lot of people is, you know, they 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 want to stay within the trendiness of things. So because Impact isn't doing, you know, um, or as a matter of fact, in more particular, because Willie Mac is just doing the wrestles, <laughs> and not doing all the, you know, the, all the extra stuff, the the extra mm-hmm. social media and stuff like that. You know, I don't say that hurts him, but for this day and age and people with short attention spans, unless it's trendy or unless it goes viral, then they're not interested. I mean, you mean he doesn't have a TikTok. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can say the same thing about Keith Lee. I mean, Keith Lee, you know, before he got the WWE was sure as hell doing the same work he's doing now, plus more. But you get to you get to the E. And then, you know, people are like, oh, my God, look at this big guy doing things. It's just like, yeah, it's cool. But <laughs> PWG probably has a good argument about how this is old news. So, you know, and, and Impact just doesn't have that static energy in order to go trendy on things, no matter how good or bad. It's either you like wrestle, the wrestles and you go look for the wrestles and then you you're you're satisfied by the wrestles. But, uh, you know, some people are just like, well, I need other people to be satisfied Plus, it go viral, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that seems cool, but, you know, it is what it is. But I think the people that legitimately know, knows. And that's the reason why I say it's underrated, because I feel like this he should be a household name, and I could bet in a room of 10 people, uh, casual E-fans, four are going to be like, I know who that guy is. Right. So, And also, with the talent roster of the Knockouts division, that's nothing. You're referencing Kiara, and you're referencing Kylie. Uh, they've had a stacked division for a while now, so I'm not surprised that they put on good matches in the women's division. I'm grateful that we have this as a women's wrestling, you know, follower, connoisseur, whatever you want to call me. Just good for Kylie Ray. Kiara's post-match, I don't know if you saw it, just her like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm out. Deuces. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. It was okay. There's another layer to the story. Thank God for storytelling. (laughs) And then in relation to Callahan, he's gone on record and says he loves that intuitive stuff where he puts all his creative hats on. Graphics, match flow, the way things are played out, the way things are scheduled to go. He has the mind. When we talk about 
athletes who are done with wrestling, what's next? He will, without a doubt, be behind the scenes, if not doing it already, with his work with Revolver, booking more prominent shows, working with talents on their psychology. Because you said it yourself, Two Chaves, he's been able to revamp himself how many times now? And we're still interested. We talk about Jericho doing it. Is Sammy Callahan the next one up to be able to constantly reinvent himself? I remember when they asked him during the, the presser, if you had something to say to Solomon Crow, what would you say? He said, stop being a bitch and claim <laughs> yeah. your power. Yeah. So I think for me personally, his mind doesn't shut off in terms of wrestling because that's all he's got. So in other words, he's going he's gonna to be one of those lifers that in 65 years, he might be the get off my lawn guy, but he's still going to have a, a semblance of, of say in this business going forward. Yeah. 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 Hey, this is Two Chains, the host of the BGB podcast. Be sure to visit us on YouTube and subscribe for additional content. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Go Belt podcast on iTunes and all audio platforms. Visit BigGoBeltGroup.com, the golden standard for all of your wrestling needs, and connect with us on all social media platforms. But um, yeah, let's kind of transition into other things now. Um, where are we at? What do we got? Oh, there's, there's a lot. So, <laughs> Lego uh, Masters. Sorry. Shoot, shoot the J. <laughs> Lego Masters is done, so we can't bring Lego Masters up no more. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. So, <laughs> yeah, there are some things that are happening as stubbornly WWE persists. Uh, so this is the uh, first quarter financial report from WWE. Now, obviously, you think of how the wrestling industry has gone for the past uh, you know, six weeks as the rest of the world has kind of grinded to a, a sputter, but not necessarily a halt. WWE notwithstanding, they're boasting beautiful numbers, the best numbers from their first quarter of earnings. Except none of this, very little of it has to do with the... Uh, work stoppage and the, and the coronavirus and everything like that. Right. So good on McMahon. I hope he doesn't, you know, um, tear his quads again from all that spinning he's doing of these numbers. <laughs> well, the numbers are what they are, and they are up. Uh, WrestleMania was up as far as interactions on social media, uh, over 50% from last year. Uh, the network subscribers are over 2 million. Um, up 5% from WrestleMania last year. Um, so the average network subscribers are down uh, over the past, uh, since last year. But that's the, but the company knew about that because honestly, why do you have to, what's on the network? And they know that. So WWE spinning, spinning, spinning like a top with all of this news, but it will be interesting to see what happens in three months when they come out with second quarter and all of the coronavirus shenanigans uh, that will that has torpedoed them uh, as much as it's uh, done everybody else. Now, I now, uh, I don't know if you guys watch SmackDown at all. There <laughs> is a, um, a a deal with Otis and, and Mandy Rose and Dolph and Sonya Deville, and the story is what it is. Now, Dolph, of course, playing the heel because he's Dolph Ziggler. 
wants to get at Mandy Rose, who's involved with Otis and, and Sonya, turned her back on her, blah, blah, blah. So Dolph actually called Hornswoggle and paid him to do a cameo, convincing Mandy Rose to, you know, to take Dolph back. So the story <laughs> is stupid. Don't get me wrong. But that got me thinking, how much would a cameo to Hornswoggle be? So I looked it up. <laughs> I got something to add to this, too. Uh, go ahead. The, the real question is, when you said how much, how much is Dolph Ziggler getting paid? Because not only is he spending money on uh, on silly stuff as, as far as his cameo, <laughs> but he's actually doing some really good things right now in the community. He I, out here I, bought I, a shit ton of indie merch. As mm-hmm. He bought every single shirt that the, um, I'm about to say the Young Ducks, God, that, that actually might be a good day. The ugly ducklings <laughs> own. So that's 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 dope. I mean, because I can, we know the Ducks is one of the best tag team mm-hmm. out there. And the fact that Dolph recognized them and bought all of their merch to, to help them, mm-hmm. hats off to that man for that. Yeah, that's good, and he should be doing that. Because I can speak to this. When Dolph re-signed a few years back, the way I heard it described, because he was one of those guys, like many people, that people were like, he needs to leave, he needs to go do this. Remember, he had disappeared for a while and been disgruntled, then he showed back up at the Royal Rumble and promptly got thrown out on his ass immediately. Like, Dolph apparently re-signed, and he resigned supposedly, for a very large figure that was described as enough money where he was not going to complain no more no matter how he was used. Mm. Is how I heard it described, and it was probably in the about seven fifty range. Mm. So he's he's doing quite damn well, quite damn well. So yeah, help out those indie wrestlers, Dolph. Come on now, buy some more TikToks, some cameos, and whatever. <laughs> Spread that love around in this coronavirus time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you better know? than the Braun Strowman approach. I tell you that. Also too, also too, like Dolph went out and did not ask for no recognition in doing so. I when I when I saw it, I was like, uh. There's nothing on his Instagram indicating that he did it. So he, he humbly went out and made and, and, and did that that gesture for uh the, the the ducks and I believe some other people as well, too. So I, I really respect that. And I, I was really happy. And again, like especially somebody like the ducks is one of my favorite teams. That's 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 hella cool and, and, and really and, and really, really appreciate it. But go ahead, Jamal, with the rest of that. So Hornswoggle. How much is a cameo for Hornswoggle? Twenty, 20 bucks. $25. (laughs) Not even one Benjamin. (laughs) So, higher or lower than Hornswoggle, higher or lower than Hornswoggle, $25, Taylor Hendricks. Oh, more, $100. I already seen hers. $10. Uh, $10? I thought it was $100. I thought it was $100. It literally says $10. Yikes. Uh, Christopher Daniels, higher or lower? Got to be higher. There's no way he's lower. $20. That's a lower. (laughs) Keep keep going. Dwayne Gill. Gilbert. Higher or lower? Or a a beer. A beer. Not even even money. Just straight up. (laughs) Beer money. Five bucks. Yeah. $8.99. (laughs) $20. So, and again, I'm going to assume that these people are setting these prices themselves for yes. you to commission them to do things. So yeah. Gilbert thinks he's worth 20 bucks uh, for you to, for your for your birthday wish. So there's that. Donovan Dijak, higher or lower than Hornswoggle? Lower, because I, I just think he just never really... First of all, what time is it? 
Uh, oh, you might want to check Ziggler's uh, Twitter. He just, I think he's doing another one for Manny Rose. <laughs> just like I'm literally seeing, now. Another literally cameo? Now. Yeah, no, another video of some sort. Uh, I'll, 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 we'll we'll check it out. Okay. Um, for Ty Jack, I'm going to say higher. He's a current guy, so I think he's going to say 20 dollars I feel like, he's, I'm, I feel like no he shorts himself, sells himself short, so I'm going to guess lower, too. You would be right, $15 lower. Yep. He sells himself Ooh, all the time. Damn. Right. This right. might become a weekly game now. I'm kind of like this. I like this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, then, well, then, so then I'll, I'll save a bunch of the other ones because there are some names of note, including Ted DiBiase, Jake Roberts, uh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Scott Steiner. Oh, cool. Scott Steiner, I got to know. You got to know? I got to know. The over or under is $75. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, we know he's bad with math. <laughs> I'm going to assume that it's definitely over by over. his own error. 100 bucks over. Yep. Yep. Scott Steiner got that Shoney's money. He doesn't have time to be recording those videos. <laughs> <laughs> so then with that said, who is... Number one, who charges the most on Cameo for your well wishes? Ryback. Ryback. Are we Ryback talking- is number three. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're just talking wrestling, right? We're just talking wrestling. I Damn don't punk. It's not on this list. Wow. And I'm looking at Cameo's website, so it is whatever Cameo's website um, says. It is Ric Flair on there? Yes, Ric Flair is on there. Okay, I'll say Flair. And then if if, y'all, if I'm thinking that out there, I'm going to have to say Sting is up there, too. Sting is not on this list. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, regardless, I I, I would have thought right back. But, yeah, we, we, we know Ric Flair is up there for probably 250 Let me guess. I'm going I'm to go off with another one. This is a little one. I think it's a, a, little, a little bit of a reach. I love this game. Leo Rush. <laughs> Leo Rush is on the list, but we're going to save that for later. Okay. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a new segment on the show. <laughs> totally, I love it. Leo Rush is on the list. We want to save that for later. Okay, uh, you know, final answers. Ric Flair is definitely on this list. Ryback <laughs> is at two hundred and fifty dollars. Hogan is not on the list. Wow. Okay. Hope it's so, not Virgil, because that'd be hilarious. That would be amazing, but he's not <laughs> on the list. So, with Ryback at 250. Oh, wait, can I give you one more guess? Go ahead. This, this is this is just a late ad because okay, I feel like guess. I feel like I feel like I feel like he may be really feeling himself right now. <laughs> uh but um why why his name Trick is slip out of my, Nah, why well, I feel like his name is slip out of my head real quick. What's his name from um that 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 just was on Dark Side of the Ring? Um Oh, oh the Mountie? No, no, no. Two, two, three episodes ago. New Jack. New Jack. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, New Jack is not on this list. Because if he you was, can... that would be the new show open. You cannot get a cameo hey. from Jerome Young. Hey, oh. you, you, damn, damn... You, you damn right. If New Jack was on there, we'd be like, man, look, we'll, we'll, cut, we'll cut the bread. We need, this op- we need that opener, bro. <laughs> so... Ryback is 250, and there are some other notable names on the on the list. Some a lot of current guys, but a lot of retired guys. Ric Flair, five hundred dollars. That sounds about right. But that he is tied at number one with mm. 
Maxwell Jacob Friedman at five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Get out of here! I, I'm, I'm offended. I am personally offended. So <laughs> if as much you as haven't point. spent your Trump bucks now, <laughs> and you got five hundred from the you Treasury Department in America, them Donny dollars. <laughs> go ahead and blow that on the pride of Long Island, New York, uh, MJF. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <sighs> Gee. Right. My God. So, in other news, uh, speaking of SmackDown, this Friday is the 25th anniversary of Triple H. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that we were celebrating people that retired years ago. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if they're celebrating him working for the company or him in the ring, but it seems to be more in the ring stuff. But Hunter hasn't wrestled in a few years. I mean, at least two or three WrestleManias ago, right? Didn't he have a literally- Blood Money pay-per-view last year? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, what was his last darn match? He did the darn... Because uh, he did he the did last X. He did Mania last year. Or was it, there was the Batista match the last one. I'm going to look him up now. Yes, that That's was last year, the Batista match. Okay, so there was that. That, was probably, that might be his last one. Let me see. I'm going to find his absolute last match. So game. this is like a 25-year Triple H appreciation night. Right. Um, which is which is weird because he hasn't, he's definitely shifted away from in-ring stuff. Mm-hmm. And his in-ring career definitely did not last 25 years as far as consistent in-ring work. Because if that's the case, then The Rock should be coming up on a 25-year celebration as well. And we haven't seen him in a few years. Um, so yeah, that- to, clar- to clarify, we have the Batista match at Mania. Then we forget about this. At Super Showdown, it was Triple H and Randy Orton in Saudi Arabia. And then he did a couple matches in Japan last June, right after that. So since last June, he's been done. So he's pretty much on average had at least one match a year over these past 25 years is what they're probably trying to spin. No, I mean, well, he's had one match a year in the last five years, definitely. Right. Since, like, the last couple WrestleManias where he only worked, like, a couple months, and then that couple months turned into a couple weeks, and then that couple weeks <laughs> turned into the Raw yeah. before Mania, Mania, the Raw after Mania. Yeah. Right. He had four in 2018 and four in 2019, and 27, it's more like a dozen. So, it, yeah, he's, he's trailed off the last two years. Right. So, with that said, the question to you guys is, uh, with Triple H getting this 25th anniversary, you know, commemoration, will we see another one like this anytime soon, considering how WWE hates to, to recognize people that have left the company? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jericho should get should have gotten a 25-year uh, deal if we're going to do something like this uh, a few years ago, as I believe he celebrated his 30th year wrestling this year. Um, you know, where's his special? But then where's the special love Steve Austin? I know 316 Day is a thing, but that doesn't really count. Um, where is the special of The Rock, you know, who definitely put in 20 years? Um, there are a lot of people that they left out. So who do you think deserves their day? Like an actual episode of WWE programming dedicated to them. Kane. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? None of this would even be happening if it wasn't for the Rona. So, to, to oh, yeah. Quite- 
quite, quite frankly, well, this not, is an open-ended question. I, I don't think they care that much. Not necessarily. No. A- any chance they have to pop a rating centered around a legend, they'll do it. I mean, Lord knows we have, what, the, the family reunion episode of Raw and the Raw 25. It's like, this is the latest spin on that. So, I mean, heck, go down the list of, like, Kane, absolutely. Stone Cold, oh, my God, they do that, the drop of a damn hat. If they could get The Rock to show up, Shoot, he could. They did clear the schedule for next week to do a rock special if they could. I mean, they'd be doing this regardless. I, I could see him doing it regardless because any ideas to get the legends out there, that's one of the few like cards they have in their back po- pocket now. So, Rona or not, I think we'd get this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm willing to believe the same thing, but it is interesting that we haven't seen it for other people in this fashion, aside mm-hmm. from uh, Throwback Raw. You know, I mean, they did it for Raw. They did it for SmackDown, um, where they had a celebration night of that show. But this is the first time we're seeing, like, a show dedicated to an actual wrestler, except the Chris Benoit episode of Raw, um, in celebration of that wrestler, except the Chris Benoit episode of Raw. So I'm just kind of surprised. And, yeah, sure, the Rona may have, like, forced their hand a bit. But I am kind of surprised that they are actually pulling this off right now considering that they you know went through heaven and earth to continue to do things live i mean it just seems quite silly to go through all this trouble 18 million dollars in in and political campaign dollars and on all this other stuff to do a clip show of triple h for two hours yeah you know yeah. on that note too uh because uh, on the bump, which is their morning show, Triple H was on there, uh, and The Rock gave him a shout out in a, a, a semi <laughs> cameo, shall we say? Because <laughs> uh, The Rock gave him a pre-recorded uh, congratulations and stuff like that, um, and that that did that did spark the same question that I that you have, like, all right, well, if you're doing Triple H, then you know when you're going to do these other people, but you know maybe it's because Triple H and his you know, tie in with the companies and whatnot. And it's yeah. probably easier to get the consent to say, yeah, go ahead and do it. The approval. He's there on site to be able to see the editing possibly. Who knows what it may be. I don't put too much stake into it. I mean, 25 is a, is a very long time. Definitely, you know, congratulations to it. But as a viewer, it's not going to make me turn on it. It's not going to make me turn on anything to go watch it. Like, you know, I, no, I don't really care about that. My only point is, is that if, okay, okay with him, sure. But then who else? Because yeah. I do think that other people like Kane, like The Undertaker, if he ever fucking retires, um, <laughs> would be deserving of a show like this. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, and I mean, even if it's not a network special, which it honestly could be, but just if they want to do this for Triple H, then you're damn right that Kane deserves this show as well. In not yeah, I mean, whenever they, if they, if when, the, when we get back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you, they would go down the list of Attitude Era legends that are still around and just they would cherry pick them. And that would be the way to do it. You do it when you come to that town. So it's kind of like a appreciation night in their local market for them. That'd be the best way to go about it. So you, you'd start off with Triple H and you go, OK, we go up to Canada. We're going to do Edge. Then we could do Shawn Michaels in Texas. And just it'd be it'd be all the obvious people that are still around and affiliated to do a hell. You go to Canada, you can do Bret Hart. I mean, e- easy stuff. It's easy programming to fill if they want to do it. So wouldn't I would not be surprised to see that as part of a thing. But you got to get back to normal to start doing it as a yeah. touring thing. Which would, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, on the other side of this, I wouldn't mind seeing a Kurt Angle appreciation night in Pittsburgh. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, mm-hmm. or, or like a Steve Blackman appreciation night in Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> by, by, by the way, Kurt, Kurt Angle might need employment again before that may be able to happen. But, you know, speaking, speaking, speaking of that, I think that is something we should talk about really quick. So, you know, people were released. People were. What? <laughs> I know people were released. <laughs> Some people were furloughed, blah, 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 blah. However. You know, storylines are still continuing with the mentions. Sarah Logan being one, Drake Maverick being another. Jake Ma- Drake Maverick was on the bump, cutting a promo. The bump is a WWE product, which they typically have only used WWE personnel. So there's now rumors swirling around that some people are still kind of intertwined within WWE. However, there's people that's doing WWE stuff, but also selling um, pro wrestling tea stuff. I am going to go off the limb here, and I'm just going. Let's just let's just make this our little open, free table, free for all conversation, really quick. Do you think that they may be reworking these contracts in the sense that these people aren't considered employees or anything, but more or less of leisure type of contracts, aka the RH, the Impact style, the MLW style of contract? Is that what you think may be happening? That way, they can balance their checkbooks, but use these people. These people still can. Get WWE, you know, promotion uh, publicity, be in matches, get per appearance checks, but also mm-hmm. sell on the side, indies on the side, you know, whatever it may be. You know, you, do you think that may be happening secretly behind no. um, behind the scenes? No. Okay. No, I mean, the short answer is, uh, as you know, we we talked about a little bit ago. WWE is still seeing profit. Now, granted, they're going to hit the wall in the next quarter, but they're still seeing profit. And that's because of television deals in Europe and India. That's because of the Saudi uh, blood money bag that they're getting shipped across the ocean. That's because of uh, restructured deals with Fox and NBC. Um, WWE is still in the black as a company. And the bottom line is, is that if you're telling me that Ziggler is one of their money men at $750,000 a year or John Cena at a million or two a year or Triple H or McMahon himself and his corporate salary at a million plus a year are anchors on the country, on the company financially, I don't buy it because the company's still seeing profit. Now, granted, they cut 30 people or so, right? Wait, 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 wait. Where are you basing that they still seeing profit? On their... Quarterly, um, oh, that's, you know, that's, output that they, yeah, but that's right before the 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 iceberg hit the Titanic, and I, I literally said that. Oh, okay, right. I'm just I'm just making sure. Oh, by, by the way, too, before I forget, because it keeps coming in and out of my mind, how the hell are we not going to talk about the XFL uh, owner suing Vince McMahon? Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get it. I just want to make. <laughs> we'll I just want. I just want to throw that out there because I keep forgetting about it. But go go ahead. But the bottom line is the company still is seeing profit. They cut all of those people over the last week or two. And they only save about $4 million in revenue or in expenditures. And you're telling me that that's the difference between $950 million, uh, you know, and $946 million? Really? No. Bullshit. I I think WWE has a ton of money. They have a ton of money in equity. Their stocks are not, like, tanking or anything like that. They're definitely faring better than than most. And for cutting all of that dead weight, from the roster, because nobody gave a good goddamn about Drake Maverick a month ago. 
Nobody gave really two shits about No Way Jose a month ago. Or Sarah Logan. Or Sarah Logan. Or anybody else on that list for what they do in WWE. Now, if you want to buy a Heath Slater shirt, good on you. But we know that's a Halloween costume. So <laughs> let's not pretend that these are martyrs or that these are lambs being led to the slaughter. The real issue is the fact that wrestlers don't have a union. The real issue is the fact that WWE uh, you know, treats them as disposable income as they dispose their income and $4 million worth of it. They signed, the rumor is that they signed Edge for about $3 million. But instead of cutting him and only allowing him to work three shows a year, they cut 40 people. I mean, no, no, I don't, I don't buy it at all. I think WWE definitely wanted to cut those people because they are trying to trim the fat and, and the, the fattiest of the fat had to go first. And that was bullshit wrestlers that nobody cared about. Mm-hmm. So. That's what. That's really what it is. Yeah. I will agree with with Jamal's statement there in that respect. Totally, I think that's totally what's going on. It's like they went for the easy cuts that wouldn't hurt anything. You're not going to cut Edge and then put him out there on the market just because. Yeah, he has a big dollar sign next to him, but you can cut a whole bunch of smaller people and get to that dollar amount either way. The rumored cuts was like we talked about last week. It was like $4 million altogether from cutting all these smaller things. So you're going to go about it that way. It, it makes more sense to do that. What I think is going on, I think this is absolutely part of it, because they are not hurting that bad. I think there's some people that they went through and they cut and then they're like, hey, this is goodbye, but it's goodbye for now. Things yeah. improve. Mm-hmm. We are absolutely open to keeping you around in hell. And even before the coronavirus stuff was going on. There's so many people over the years that have talked about that they've been let go and they've been let go with the understanding of, Hey, we don't have nothing in for you right now, but keep your nose clean. Don't go to certain places because we don't want to see you on other TV. That'll hurt you. So go out, work the Indies, stay off TV. Maybe in a year we bring you back. But we just don't have anything right now. But if you go and go dive in somewhere else, eh, you're going to be tied up and stuff. And we're not going to look so favorably on that. I think there's a lot of people in this situation, maybe a Drake Maverick, maybe a Sarah Logan, or they got released. And then they see something, you know, that video Drake Maverick poll that put out that thing was very favorable, I think, to his cause. And they're like, hey, my God, look at this. Look, all the publicity it's getting. Let's hit him up. Tell him, hey, we can make do something with this. I don't think there's any cards off the table here. Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna put my history hat on for one second here. Here's another possibility. I'm gonna take it back to WCW in '92 when they were losing tons of money, and they brought in Bill Watts to cut the fat, and he literally was just brought in, told, "Fire a bunch of people. This place needs to be profitable. We're losing a ton of money." He went to Brian Pillman, and he went to another a ton of people, and was like, "Hey, you're making too much money for what you're worth." You can stay if you're willing to take a pay cut or I can just let you go completely. You have an option here. And some people are like, oh, I'll go from, you know, 500K to 100K, but I still have a job. I'll, I'll gladly take the pay cut, whatever, you know, for that stable paycheck coming. Brian Pillman looked at him and was like, I'm making 600 something grand or something like that. It was a big amount of money for a guy of his size. And he was like, I'm not taking a pay cut and the way my contract's worded, you can't cut me. And Bill Watts essentially was got really pissed off and he was like, all right, you're going to be the highest paid jobber. There you go. <laughs> and just, he's like, you, you're, I can't get rid of you. You're going to make your money, 
but that don't mean I have to treat you right. <laughs> and that was how that was going to be. But, you know, I think there could be some of that in play, too. Yeah. That, that Contracts was, I, are... I was going to say, that was my initial thoughts last week with it. But, I, you know, not only did I think, like, you know, I, I've been saying, like, I, I feel like this isn't goodbye. This is to see you later. But, you know, immediately people are like, hey, my pro wrestling tea shop is open. And, you know, people are like, you know, reminiscing back in their indie days and stuff like that. Obviously, they can't work them. But, I mean, it, publicity is publicity for them. I, I'm just wondering, like, again, was it the option of saying, like, hey, we just have to rework these contracts and, you know, use them by case appearances? Because, like, again, the Jake Maverick thing is really made me raise my eyebrows. Like, well, damn, dude, if you, you know, you were that emotional, they did you that bad. How the hell are you you're on the work? Yeah, yeah, you're still working. <laughs> you know, so that's that's just my thoughts on that, you know. So um uh yeah. What else you guys think about that? Well, to the point of you know, people like, oh, it's not goodbye, see you later. Our current WWE champion was a victim of that circumstance where, hey, go work the indies, I'll see you in about a year and a half. And now look. Mm-hmm. He's the champ. So to be like you said, two chains with the whole independent contractor and uh, pay for for pay basis or pay for play basis. They've done that in the past where they've realized, oh, wait, this person's contract lapse. OK, let's have it on a, a pay for play basis mm-hmm. and we'll keep paying them as long as they keep bringing in ratings or it works with the storyline. So I would be really curious to know how much Drake's getting for these last two round robin matches and potentially appearing on WWE programming, if they're like, listen, dude, we're going to give you this much money for these three matches, show up, and then go run your t-shirt store, and then we'll have a clean break and see you later. Same thing with Sarah Logan. Hey, we know your husband still works for us. We're still going to use your name and your highlight packages we might keep you around for those reasons because apparently the rumor is people went to bat for her backstage after the release. So that's why people are kind of uh, clamoring backstage for her to be brought back. So it's okay. They're using her name as a, as a plot device for the last of the riot squad. And now with Shayna Baszler, you know, breaking women's elbows. So if it's a storyline, cause Vince cares about money. And as long as it brings in some sort of buzz, Sure, Vince will do business with you. He'll solve his pride short term. As long as it's going to bring in a dollar, what's it hurt for, for him and for them? They're getting their pockets greased too. And they yeah. still get to keep their pro, uh, pro wrestling tees or whatever indie merch that they sell. Good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much of it is simply just a matter of we don't want this contract on the ledger, but we're perfectly fine paying you on a per appearance basis because that's like fluid income. And we can cut that off at any point. Indeed. So. It's the best of both worlds, and and allow it. I'm sure they're trying to spin it that way. We're like, you know, look, you can have your pro wrestling tees store, and you can work the indies, but you know, we're gonna want you probably every darn week to be here. In the meantime, we're just not gonna give you the stability of a contract. So, who knows? There's there's a lot of different ways they can spin that, but make no mistake. To go back to Jamal's original point, WWE is not hurting. They definitely have money to play with here. But you know what, though? It's not really. It, when I think about it, I, I, again, this is just off of speculation and, and trying to be positive about this. It's not really that bad because somebody like a No Way Jose, which hmm. I, you know, I feel like has glimpses of, of talent at times, if he doesn't have to commit to being in catering, 
and he could be at Evolve and getting the recognition such as the Street Profits was able to do and it truly worked wonders for them. Um, this is the opportunity for people to have that type of contract where they're able to commit and go to different things and take these bookings, whether it be Progress, WSW, Evolve, and uh, I forget who else is kind of within that, that circle of thing, then do it. And then when WWE called, then run. You know, if that's what it's got to be, that's what it's got to be. Uh, but I think this is a good opportunity for people that can, uh, that, that may be able to show some, you know, flexibility in their scheduling and probably some versatility in their character. Because God knows everybody that, that was, that was uh, I'm about to say call, that was released, could use a little bit of brushing up. Again, like y'all, God said, nobody was checking for these people before this happened. And, that, and, 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 and sure, that's booking and creative issue or could be personal issue that they're not working on all fronts, social media and all this stuff. Who knows? By case basis. But this is something that, you know, um, this this could be a blessing in disguise. This could, it, it, it can truly work wonder. I am ready to see who takes this opportunity and a year later, six months to a year later, who made the best of this opportunity and became a mega star as they, you know, passionately made it express as if they were before they were released. I'm going to go off to them and say this truly right now is Deanna Perrazzo's uh, uh, game to win. I think, you know, a lot of fantastic matches and, and glimpses of greatness. Uh, it just was the time wasn't available in WWE. Time to go back and hit the indies hard. God knows who is another really good indies talent right now. You know, that, that had, that had the buzz she had when, you know, she was on indies before she got signed. So like, Hey, she knows the game. And I think this is, it might be an amazing time for her to, 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 to utilize that. But anyway, let's get to our last thing real quick. And be, is there anything else before that? Or am I tripping? You are. Okay. <laughs> I like Deanna. Do I think she's going to come back as a megastar? No. No. Her mic skills are lacking. Well, WWE doesn't this, care how good you could wrestle unless you have mic time. skills. This is the well, time. Well, blonde. She was blonde, actually, at a point when she, she was dead. She had gray, too. <laughs> yeah, so, again, this is the time that you go back and you, you ch- chisel up the rock. And you come back as, as a sculpted masterpiece. You, it, uh, Drew McIntyre is the perfect person. Okay, He's so she should person. work out. See, what you're saying is she should literally be working out with Chelsea Green, go vegan, be real, like, sculpted, and then be a wrestling and savant. I don't, I don't literally mean by figure. I mean by I'm joking. Her, yeah, her craft, <laughs> her craft, period. This is the time to say, hey, what did, why did I get on a box? Again, who got more motivation than the person who was cut from the Mae Young Classic the first time? Had a hell of a performance the second time, got signed, didn't be able to do too much, got to work NST UK and NST, got released. So you you know what it takes to be on the on the level, but you have to sustain that. And why you it's gotta be the question. Well, it's look in the mirror now and it's time to go out there and, and kick ass and come back and make sure that it's never you again. So a lot of people have got to live up and, and think that. And, you know, it's so much wrestling, so many different places you go. It's just right now, it's just the time for people to really define who they're going to be. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm i very curious to see again uh, six months from now. What is it? Uh, we're in April. So we'll just round it off to May. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we're talking about around like November, December time. What's all going to be happening? But hell, if we only know what time everything, when everything's going to reopen. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, 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 we will continue to discuss this um, topic of the releases and 
and free agency and, and, and good independent talent where they go. But yeah, let's get into the last thing now. And I did yell it out earlier. So we'll just recircle back around that. And that is our poor beloved friend. Rest in peace to the XFL. Uh, <laughs> oh. It's been it's been a it's been a sad few couple of uh weeks without our good friend XFL. Without I'm our still annoyed. <laughs> You know, DC Defenders had so much momentum to be champions in the in the city of champions right now. Um, and yeah, but as much as the SFL is six feet under, that didn't stop people from trying to collect, as we know, always. <laughs> when whenever somebody's done, whenever something's long gone, somebody's still trying to get a check off of it. And that brings us to our man Oliver Luck himself going after Vince McMahon. Well, I think last week we ended up with Mr. Man having roughly around infinity shady checks next to his name. So this seems to be right on par. (laughs) Yeah, this one is right in the same ballpark because the way I've heard it is to get Oliver Luck to sign on to run the XFL. He had to be given a guaranteed contract, a guaranteed amount of money for the three years so to get him to jump, because he, you know, he's, he's a reputable name. He was already involved with college football mm-hmm. to, to get his name on there to kind of give the XFL some credibility. Vince had to open the wallet. So what's happening, apparently, is the day before everything got shut down, Vince served him with a letter firing him for all kinds of different reasons. Who knows how many were listed out, but essentially saying, you know, you didn't meet these expectations of blah, 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 blah. Essentially, so Vince could get out of paying him the guaranteed money. And what we're finding out in the lawsuit that's been filed since Oliver looks like, yo, I had a guaranteed deal. I didn't you know, nothing got canceled. Nothing got shut down. It's only getting shut down because you're pulling the plug. This ain't got nothing to do with the business, you know, or TV or anything like that. So. He's making his case on that. And I guess what he's claiming on his side is that from the business documents that are out there, as far as where the XFL stood, you know, the big the big question we all had going into this is like, how much money is this going to lose? How many millions? How, how far is Vince willing to go into the hole to get this off the ground? And the rumor is that they weren't losing as much money as they were expecting. So that's a big check mark in Oliver Luck's favor to be like, hey, yeah, we were losing money, but every projection we were looking at, we were beating. So I don't I look at it like this. You know what's going to happen. It's people with money. It's America. This is going to go to court and it's going to get settled out of court for exactly. a big fat check. <laughs> it's just a matter of how much and how long it's going to take to get there. But I think Oliver Luck's got a strong case. If he had guaranteed money, I mean. Guaranteed money is guaranteed money, depending on how that contract was worded. What do y'all think? I think uh, Oliver Luck is probably in the right for Sue McMahon. Uh, he definitely knows what his contract is. And, you know, and he's like, nope, that money was guaranteed. Uh, cut the check. And, and obviously McMahon's going to fight it, but it is what it is. Uh, bankruptcy is not like an absolution of... Everything. He filed for Chapter 11, which does have like some protections against uh, incurring fees against the company, but they still have to pay certain things to get right before they walk away away. So the bottom line is, is that this is not going to be the last of the XFL. 
And unless they find a new owner. I mean, they can find a new owner that who will absorb all of that debt, make make a clean break, and keep it moving. That's probably the best thing to happen for everybody. Except it's a miracle because to get that off the ground again would, would be more trouble than it's worth. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But it's just another another legal battle for McMahon in, like, the worst months of his life. <laughs> and rumor has it is that Vince McMahon is backstage or, or, or currently has a bad attitude right now and has been really... <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Can you this, even imagine? This is this is news, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's let's wrap up the show. We did actually stretch it out to an hour today. We 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 did cover what was incredibly a uh, very thin week of uh, stuff to talk about, but we we made our best and figured it out. Uh, but before we do roll out, you guys got anything else you want to uh, mention really quick or shout out? I'm um, glad Zelina Vega is getting the shine that she's getting uh, on Monday Night Raw. For me, she's the reason why I'm tuning in, just because it's been a while since we've had really good valet and managers on the main roster that I don't want to say take away from their talent, but are actually on par with the talent they manage. So especially her on commentary with Byron and the King and all that, that's it's just comedy gold. I love it. I love seeing her on television. Uh, I'm going to add to that and say that I did not know that she was married to Aleister Black and that their YouTube uh, channel is actually a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, give give that a look if you have it. Uh, are, they, it's, are, but, are, they, are they still doing a lot of, like, the, 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 the combat training and working out and stuff like that? Um, well, it's been a little bit of everything. I mean, uh, you know, she and him went on, like, a nature walk in Florida. Uh, I'm pretty sure they live in, like, the Tampa Bay area. Um, they went, uh, he got another tattoo, shocker. Um, <laughs> she did some makeup stuff. They played Call that. of Duty. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's actually been a mixed bag and not everything is going to be everybody's taste, but, uh, I actually like them a lot more because of that. Uh, because of the ring, I, I haven't really been impressed by either of them. And now that I get to see a little bit more of their personality, I kind of like them as people more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully that will make them more enjoyable to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Right on. Will? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I like what they're doing with them. I like the idea of putting her with a bunch of fresh talent and getting some new faces on the show between Angel Garza and Austin Theory. I think it's a great mix. Hey, hey, hey! Put a put a pause on that really quick. Uh, we 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 have got to do some justice next week and talk about the rocket ship. That uh-huh. is attached to Austin Theory. I we we, we I've said it. Uh, well, I can't even tell you what episode I said it, but I said that that guy has unlimited potential. No, and once you he got that, it. once he had that endorsement by John Cena, I said, "Oh, that that is it." And I I had never um, in my in my wildest imagination think that they would do what they're doing with this guy right now. This guy got a seven fifty seven Boeing with a with a, a NASA space shuttle. A rocket on the back of him, and he is <laughs> out in atmosphere right now. He, mm-hmm. man, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, two James, you definitely called it. I think back in March when he first started appearing on NXT, you straight up said that post WrestleMania he would not be there anymore, and he would be on the main roster. And sure enough, it happened just like that. 
bing, bang, boom, he was on his way. No, I really like having them together. I think it's a great mix of talent, some fresh faces. They need a name for him. I've been calling him Zelina and Los Wapos because he's got <laughs> all her little pretty boys with her. So I like it. It reminds me of a lot of coming off I mean, we, with all the stuff going on with the Benoit stuff. She reminds me of a lot how, how woman was presented back in the day where it's like, yeah, she's some eye candy. But also a big point of everything is she's got a head on her shoulders. She's mm-hmm. smart. She knows what she's doing. She's not like out there and like doesn't know anything can be taken advantage of. You got the pretty lady who can take advantage of the guys. So I like that as a different presentation. There was I saw I saw some stuff going around this week with people being like, oh, I don't like that. You know, Drew and Drew's running over them so quick. But I think them just being in the orbit of the top guy on Raw I think helps them a lot. And I think it's just the beginning of their story. So it that's one, I think the brightest spots on raw right now is what they're doing with them. So cosign on all of it. I love it. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, we're out for the week. Uh, we'll be back uh, again. Hold me credible, but we definitely got some things coming down the pipeline that will make sure that you will see uh, reflected on our social medias and all the good stuff where you can follow us. Obviously, at uh, www.bigobelgroup.com, that will direct you to everything. All the social medias, all the posts, and all that other good stuff. Give us a follow. Um, definitely don't be afraid to interact. And uh, give us some suggestions. Who you want to hear us talk to? Uh, who you want to hear us talk about? And by all means, you know, uh, donations to the Patreon page definitely keeps things going. Um, as we try to continue to push out amazing content during uh, this pandemic. Uh, but for... The whole crew, uh, well, mine is Silly Sellers, which I'm pretty sure is probably watching the NFL draft right now. <laughs> uh, when his, oh, God knows when his team is going to pick, probably the very end, near the end. He's a 49ers fan. I think they're like 28 for 29. So whatever. He'll be sitting on the couch a long time. Sports. Shout, out them, shout out to them Panthers. But anyway, nonetheless, for Jamal, for Damian, for Will, and for myself, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And everybody be safe and have a good one.